This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. You're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay. This is a program called Pleased to Meet You. I'm Ken Morrison, and in this program, I introduce you, the listener, to the voices behind the microphones here at Radio Kidnappers. And today, it's my pleasure to be talking to Gail, who is the host of Life Coaching with Gail. How are you going, Gail? I'm good, Ken. It's a long time since we've done this. <laughs> yes, it is. It's been many, many moons. Now, before we get on to um, all of my questions, which are many and varied, just give us a bit of a 30-second heads up, Gail. What's your program, Life Coaching, all about? So it's about the psychic, intuitive, spiritual, if mm-hmm. you like. And it helps to give you, like, at the beginning of the month, we do a reading for the month. And in the middle of the month, I have a subject that I talk about that can be quite um, useful to you if you are not if you're experiencing things that are a little different in your life, that are not taught to you. So maybe weird experiences or... Or kind of like we'd been in a weird place in yes. your life. Absolutely. All right. Now, what I want you to do, Gail, is I want you to wind the clock back. Tell us about uh, growing up. What was growing up like for Gail? Um, I was very uh, stressed, anxi- anxious child. Were you really? <laughs> I was. I, I know now it's because I would pick up on everything, every vibration that was um, sort of, yeah, difficult, I would... I was very stressed, very anxious. I would be frightened of all kinds of things. I would, um, I would get also kind of information and messages I didn't understand, or, or I understood them, but I, in my humanness as a child, wasn't ready for the concept. Mm. Let's just say one day I had um, a uh, experience of infinity. So I saw it as the universe. Mm. I saw it as planet Earth. I saw it as Captain Cook and all of that who had been before us and then going on and on yes. <laughs> and on. And where was I? So, so yes, I had some quite profound things that actually, because I didn't kind of get it fully, I suppose. So how old were you when all this was happening? So... Uh, I can't remember the earliest experience I had, except that I started talking to God very, very early because Sunday school was our outing. And I figured if he was my father, that he would um, be okay with all my questions because mm. my parents were busy people. And I would get all this, all this information that was confusing to me because it, was, it had these very big, long, long words and I knew the word, I understood the word exactly what it meant, but I couldn't enunciate it. Mm. I couldn't speak it. So I would get really, really frustrated about this person in me and this person that, that was me that was very inadequate. Yes. Now, did you realize that you had a psychic ability um, at an early age? I mean, is, is this something that was passed on? Is it, is it something within your family? Or like, was your mum or your dad a psychic? Or My mother had eyes in the back of her head. <laughs> Don't all mothers? I have since learned that my father uh, channeled. Um, I learned that my grandparents uh, were in the spiritualist church mm. when I was in my 50s. 
because wow. English, you see, conservative mm. skeletons, goodness knows how many. Um, I had an uncle who was in Auckland and he was a tarot reader. Kind of, by the time I found that out, he was in his 90s and he, <laughs> so I never met him. Um, so, yes. So, it's in the genes, so to speak. So, so, it is in the genes. My children are incredibly gifted, mm. incredibly psychic. One is terrified and runs away and mm. has run away for years because of her experiences. And one just is, you know, just as part of um, his life. So he saves people's lives. He's a paramedic. So you said you had a bit of an anxious childhood, but do you have uh, any fond memories of growing up? Or was it, whew, thank goodness, that's all over and I can get out of school? Pretty much, no. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, childhood for me was an extremely arduous um, struggle. And my parents were very, very busy. There were five children. I tried to be the good child mm. but I had a temper which I own <laughs> so they then for I was a difficult child mm. but my brother was more difficult one of my brothers was more difficult and and in our house you needed to have peace you needed to walk the line carefully mm. but he wouldn't so he would create havoc which created distress. Mm. So, so no, my childhood, my childhood memories, if I have fond ones, would be my mum making ice cream birthday cakes. Mm. And, of course, there's more fond memories than that. Yes. But a lot of my life I felt very, um, yeah, very anxious, very stressed, very walking on eggshells. Mm. Wow. All right, well, so let's fast forward then. Um, so schooling is over. The world is now your oyster. What happened then? So school was over. Well, um, I became a postie, actually, mm. because I saw one biking past school one day when I was at high school, and I, I, I was doing a professional course, and it just wasn't me. It didn't fit me. And that was what I did. And I did that for a very long time with children and everything, and I loved it. It was it was freedom because I had no freedom as a child. Mm. Our our front yard was our playground. My mother sewed every stitch we wore, every si- wow. underpants included, <laughs> and so we had to be within sight. Really. So, and I was going to say about um, my stress and anxiety, for anyone out there, if you are highly sensitive, and I mean, um, if you can pick up on vibes, um, pick up on people's emotions, that can create a very high stress uh, anxiety for you. Mm, Indeed. We missed a a little bit. Are you Hawke's Bay born and bred, or are you an immigrant into Hawke's Bay from elsewhere in New Zealand? So I was born on the top of a volcano. Really? So How was, exciting. I know, because it sounds so good, doesn't, doesn't it? It sounds exciting, yes. So I was born in Taupo. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I um, grew up in pretty much uh, from the time I was three. I've been here. Mm. Yeah. What do you love about Hawke's Bay? What do I love about Hawke's Bay? It was always the weather, Ken. Mm. It was the sunshine, and it was so unappreciated by the rest of the country. It's all changed now. It seriously has. I'd, mm. I'd live anywhere, but before I would never live anywhere. I just loved the weather, yeah. the climate. Have you travelled? Have you left New Zealand at any stage? I've been to Aussie a yeah. couple of times. 
Um, that's about it, actually. Mm. If you could travel to any place where you wanted to, someone said, look, where, where do you want to go? I'm going to pay for you to go there. Where, where would you like to go? South Africa. Why would you like to go to South Africa, Gail? The animals, yeah. the lions, the giraffes, like all of the big animals. I just love them. I don't know. I just seem to have a... a, a, a I love the trees, you know, the shapes of the trees mm. and the and the and the sunsets and I don't know. There's always been something about Africa, and I guess all our origins origins come from Africa. Yes, but I don't know if there's any more than that. I just that would be one place. Other places, not so much. No. Okay. I wonder when you reflect on your life to date. I mean, you've got, obviously got a long uh, life ahead of you. What's the best bit of advice that someone's given you to date, Gail? Be yourself. I didn't know what that meant. Mm. The other one was um, be in the moment, and I didn't know what that meant either. So, so what did you work out that they mean? Well, it took a, it took a while. The be in the moment one was um, I didn't like myself, so that was that's why I put it second. Mm. Um, I do now, by the way. Yeah. But, but being in the moment means what do you have in front of you? What is happening right in this instant? And what can you do? If it's difficult, something small just to get you through that next second, that next 10 seconds. Being in the moment is actually being right where you are, on the spot, in yourself, right now. And there you feel safe. They told us a bit earlier that uh, you were a postie and you love being a postie. Tell us about uh, the type of work that you do now. And why did you choose to do what you do? Sometimes life chooses for us. I went through a um, momentous um, end of the life I knew and was lost pretty much. Um, I think I've said this before. I was very stubborn, rebellious and individual mm. as a child. And even though I talked to God and always got good guidance, I would just go... I want to do this. <laughs> and so I would, and it would never turn out well. And that includes as I was growing up as a child, by the way. Um, so I just, um, I remember as a child saying, I wish I could live two lifetimes in this lifetime. And be careful what you wish for, because that's exactly what happened. The life I knew, I was working in the bank, we were doing all of the, you know, getting toward retirement, mm. so you know, finishing paying off our house. We had dreams and everything else, and then bang, done, finished, gone. And I was adrift and mm. I and I just I just would drive and I'd find myself somewhere which was maybe nowhere, but then I would see something or someone would talk to me or I'd hear something on the radio. One of the things I heard on the radio one day was have no expectations. Mm. And I thought, well, that doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it sounds pretty hopeless. Yes, it does. But when she explained it, it's our expectations that make us feel we've failed if we don't reach them. So you don't have expectations of yourself or other people even? No, I don't. <laughs> All right. Now, I wonder... Um, if you could go back in time, if I said to you, okay, well, you know, I can do this for you, Gail. I can send you back, Gail, right now, to visit 18-year-old Gail. 
18 year yeah. old what bit of advice would you give 18 year old gail and would 18 year old gail actually listen to you she would have because she was going through a very cathartic period um from 14 to um 20 and then again from 20 to 20 mm. So I was in a receptive state. I pretty much, I had seizures when I was 14. I felt like I was on the verge of one constantly Mm. every day. And so therefore I was in what's called a very receptive state. Yes, it was uncomfortable and horrible, but I could remember at the beginning being told five years. Now, if you knew how impatient I was, that wouldn't have seemed even reasonable and yet I was like that's okay if if it's five years I can get through this Mm. so it was an everyday getting through every day every hour of the day holding myself in my body if you like trying to keep in touch with reality so I didn't have a seizure because they were horrible and I was conscious for the whole thing so when I was 18 um, what I would say to my 18 year old pretty much was not to waste time and just be yourself, it's actually okay. And you know what? It's taken until I was 60 to feel okay with who I am and how I am. And not matter, it doesn't matter what people think of you. But now I really feel it. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, you often hear people say, and I've, I've thought about it myself, that if someone said to you, if you had a chance of a do-over... You could start again. Would you turn left instead of turning right, or are you happy with the way that your life has turned out? Well, because whatever forces there are out there pretty Mm -hmm. much stopped my life as it was so that this new life of mine could begin so that I could actually feel confident enough in sharing who I am, what I do, my journey, if you like, Um, to help others through their hardship and their journey, then probably wouldn't change a thing. I do realise, even as hard as I've experienced my childhood, that it trained me very, very well. It trained me to have compassion. Mm -hmm. It trained me to not be so rigid in my thinking. It absolutely trained me that judging is not nice because the one you judge the most is yourself. And I was so hard on myself that I didn't allow myself to grow, flourish, and do the things I was even capable mm. of doing. All right, so you wouldn't turn left instead of turning right, but if you could change just one thing about yourself, Gail, what would it be? To have been more confident mm. a lot earlier, yes. So you'd like to be more confident? More confident in it's okay to be different. Yeah, absolutely. It's okay to have different ideas, different thoughts and beliefs you know we I was brought up with the Sunday school with God I would get God spiritual language messages and I couldn't speak Mm. those back then because that just wasn't the thing you know Mm. now I know (laughs) that you're a very clever person uh, but what's a skill that you feel that you're lacking and is there a skill that you'd like to learn and why would you like to learn that skill so the skill I'd like to learn is the skill to use my skills. Yes. <laughs> yes. The skill to use my skills to their fullest potential. That's the skill that I lack the most. <laughs> I don't know whether you're materialistic or not, Gail, but if uh, you had to make a decision and you could only keep three things, 
What would they be? If I could, well, that would be my um, my loved ones, my family, my mm-hmm. loved ones. Absolutely. Um, if I could only keep three things, we're excluding water and food, I assume, and shelter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so what else would I? <sighs> That's interesting. Comfort mm. and fulfillment because they bring happiness. Mm-hmm. All right, what makes you think when you get home at night? Well, I know you work from home, but you finished your work for the day, you put your feet up, got your glass of orange juice there. What makes you think, wow, what a great day that was? Do you know what? I don't reflect on the day very much. Why is that? Maybe I'm old, Ken. Mm. Maybe my memory goes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember a lot about the day, to be honest. Um, in a practical sense, I, I don't reflect too much on the day. I have this what is is. Mm. You know, I, I have to be able to trust that I've done the best I can by another person. Mm. And I know sometimes people get upset by me and yes. by what I say, and that is never meant and never intended. And I do, it does distress me, that mm. side of things, simply because my intention is just one of help. But I also understand in my life I've had many hard, hard lessons, but I needed every single one of them because of my personality and character. <laughs> But I know that everything and everything, sometimes we have to be able to open our eyes. And sometimes truth opens our eyes. And we don't like truth, Ken. And I don't like to speak too much truth in a direct way. I try to, you know. Sugarcoat it. Sugar, a, a little bit like say it in different ways. And I'm not good articulately, so I've practiced this for years. But when it just comes out which is actually no fault of mine. I, yeah. <laughs> I just have the mouthpiece. So you're really talking about uh, your, for want of a better word, you, your, your job or your career is that uh, people might, might not realize, but uh, you, you are a spiritual, you explore the psychic and spiritual world. So when you're saying that you upset people, you, you're talking about their interpretation of how you read the cards. Is that what's happening? So it's more about the words that come out of my mouth and the way the words come mm. out. And there are times when it's not my words. I'm not sure if you're familiar with channels, people, mm, yes. people who just channel. And I think there's a lot of people that have experienced sometimes, oh, my God, did I just say that? Mm. <laughs> and, and that <laughs> yes, is, you're right. And that is because it's just being channeled through you because that is needed to be said. Even if others don't react well, you must take yourself out of the equation. And this is the biggest part of my job is that I've got to forget about me mm. and my ego. It's not about me. And, you know, it's always going to come in the way sometimes because you're human and you're being trained. <laughs> but, but it's about what's the best all round. It's a little bit like, okay, we we'll think about this part of the world at the moment that mm. is in a lot of communication strife, okay? So there's a lot of negative communication going on that is sending a message and they feel that's the most effective way. Yes. It's uprooted and distressed a lot of people for the very reason that it's affected the, you know, a, a huge lot of people. For me, that is, needs to be a balance to that. Absolutely right. All right, um, maybe on the, uh, the lighter side of life, so um, what, do you, what do you do to relax, Gail? You want to chill out? What do you do? Have you got a go-to? Or? Oh yeah, I I uh, play um, 
PlayStation games. <laughs> I've played really? PlayStation games yeah. for many years. At yeah. the moment, what's my, your favourite? Well, at the moment, my favourite is Elder Scrolls. Mm-hmm. Um, it was GTA Five before that, and then I discovered Elder Scrolls, mm-hmm. and it's like oh, uh, it's like the fantasy world. Yes. And, and and you can lose yourself. I know why children and teenagers, and if you've got a child or a teenager, please, can I just put a little bit of different perspective on this? That is their wind-down space. Mm-hmm. That is their meditation space, actually. And meditation is needed to get you through your stresses. Is it easy to get lost in your game? I mean, do you think, wow, where did that two hours go? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, time is irrelevant, to be mm. honest. Well, it's relative to what we mm. what we perceive, because there is no time. Um, but yeah, the day can go (laughs) as did yesterday. And I said, and I said to my husband, Hmm, it's four (laughs) o'clock. It's just about running out of time. Um, if you became prime minister tomorrow, Gail, what's the first thing that you would change? Uh, the focus would be on the people. Mm Mm-hmm. The focus would be on the on the support of the people, the children, absolutely, but not in a spoiled kind of way, mm. in an educational kind of, let's help you deal with emotions, let's help you deal with daily struggles and and relationship issues, and just a whole lot of stuff, mm. really. Two people the, over the, for the dinner. The country would be poor, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you could have two people over for dinner, living or dead, who are they and... Uh, why would you invite those people? Um, Oprah would be one, mm-hmm. just because I love that she has shared so much of the risky side of the spiritual with the world. I love her because she has come from um, hardship. And I tell you what, anybody that is spiritual has had a tough life. Mm. You've had a tough life, you're spiritual and you're here for a purpose. So who else would it be? Um... I would have liked to have met Mandela mm. or the Dalai Lama because mm. he's alive still. Yeah. Mm. Finally, and that might seem to be a bit of a, a morbid note to end up on, but when you finally leave this mortal coil, Gail, how do you think you'll be remembered? I have no idea and it doesn't matter, Ken. You don't care? As long, Well, it doesn't matter as long as I know that I have shared something with the world, whether mm. they receive it or not. Do you understand? Yeah. And if you could write your own epitaph, Ooh, what would it be? that's a tough one. She lived. Sorry, that just came to me because I'm thinking, <laughs> yes. did I really? But yes, I have. I've had many, many different kinds of experiences yes. in my entire life. Good they, on you, Gail. They, and they're all singing for me, see? Yeah, <laughs> I must remember to turn that phone off next time I come in here. No, you know, it's all in my world. The phone it's meant to be. Is, is absolutely perfect. That for the end of it, that's my swan song. There you go. My pleasure to talk <laughs> with you, Gail. You look after yourself. We'll talk to you again in the very near future. Thank you, Ken, and, and, and lovely to talk. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.